0: Are you old enough to remember when we got out of Vietnam, how bad it looked, how it damaged our reputation internationally? It looked like America had lost a war. Now, that's a Reader's Digest version. Not technically true, but this was a dark, dark moment. And I thought it would never happen again. But something eerily similar is taking place right now in Afghanistan, where America is on the run. (laughs) Now, you've heard that the military has been withdrawn, the American military. Well, guess what? We got out in such a rushed and haphazard fashion under Joe Biden that we have to go back in now. 3,000 military troops are being sent in to evacuate American personnel, especially from from the embassy there. It did not have to be this way. We got out in such a rush, this would not have happened under President Trump. It would not have. Here's uh, something, though, that inspired me, although it's a little bit uh, odd. Take a look. Women who are committed to fighting for their country. These are armed women who are resisting Taliban rule. That's not something you see every day. I I wish them luck. Life under the Taliban for women is, is said to be a nightmare. Meanwhile, back in this country, we've got Hunter Biden. Son of the president, still making a spectacle out of himself. I don't know what it is about this guy. He felt like he had to record his every move on a computer. Now, the mainstream media always looks the other way, always says this is not a big deal. This is a big deal off of yet another computer, possibly one stolen by Russians, according to Hunter. Take a look at this. This is in some hotel room somewhere in America, possibly Las Vegas and Hunter is having a conversation with a nude woman.
1: It's so pretty. Weird.
2: And they kicked everybody out, okay? Yeah.
1: And they had cleaned up the entire place, everything, okay? And they were getting ready to leave. And I woke up, and it was this question, 35-year-old woman. She was a really nice, perfect thing, tearing at it. And she, I don't know how long, but she refused to leave me. So she refused to leave me, and they wouldn't call anybody. in with wow. And they didn't know whether I was dead or not, at first. Why didn't they just come over and chat? not just come over and
3: chat?
2: No, they checked to see if I was breathing, and I finally like, showed signs of like, first, I, wasn't I was
0: a All right, these are the kinds of sordid details we've actually heard before. Um, his adventures as a crack cocaine addict—it's very sad, and I wish him a full recovery and sobriety. Uh, but it gets a little bit more relevant to all of us as the conversation unfolds.
1: <clears throat> my computer like taking tons of like, um, like just left the, like that cam on. He would always put him. He them, like a like, Pasco and all that push, You know what I mean? Mm. And it was like, I mean, like, crazy. <laughs> and somebody stole the during like, that period of time. And he like they did like this kind of pretend search. I think he's the one that stole my computer. I think the three of them, the three guys, that were, like, little like, in a group. they were of it, was two guys. I was like, like, I took them everywhere. I, mean, I was fucking like, like, crazy out of the <laughs> And I think you when know, I did that, I was because like, somebody else's, awesome. so uh, I'm to one like, of the viewers.
0: You know, the, the like and, you know. all right, so a couple of Russians have stolen a laptop computer, it sounds like. This would be the second laptop computer that he's lost track of. Uh, this has, according to him, very sensitive information about himself and what he does. Now, we get to the money part.
1: What does the computers have to do with They have videos of me doing this. They have videos of me doing, like, a couple of crazy How long ago did this happen, you said, before you met yeah. So it would have been out already, you okay? think? No, 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 I the yeah, they yeah, they are. He is. He knows. He knows. I've talked about a lot of them particularly. So I did. So I do. I And then have some sort of if they do. He also knows that I make like a gazillion dollars. So you're black blackmailing? No, I make like a gazillion dollars. No, but he get it He's back. Right? No way.
2: Fucking, like, give me a percentage of what you've yeah. get for
1: nice stuff. Yeah,
2: in some way, yeah. But you know, I've seen the things that have to look at me. Because he sells them. He sells them, anonymously to TMZ. TMZ sells them. to So...
0: All right. You heard the part there where he makes a gazillion dollars. How does he make a gazillion dollars by being Joe Biden's son? What's he worried about? It gets a little hard to hear. But Joe Biden is running for president and they could all be compromised, all be compromised. Hey, if you're wondering, take a look at that in full, please. What's going on with Hunter's back? That's his back. That's a tattoo, actually, of the it's there. Those, those aren't cuts on his back They're to represent uh, the Finger Lakes region of upstate New York, where his mother was from. Just if you're wondering, that is Hunter's tattoo. Hunter, again, getting himself in trouble, but what does Joe Biden, and I know he loves him and I'm glad he does, but is he really a bright guy? We have
2: great confidence in our son. I am mm-hmm. uh, not concerned about any accusations that been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play, but uh, look, it is what it is, and uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know, I mean, in in pure intellectual capacity, Um, and, uh, and as long as he's good, we're good.
0: Well, the smartest man he knows has lost now two laptops with incredibly sensitive information that may involve Joe Biden. It's not so much Hunter, it's actually you, Joe, that we are worried about, and you know what? All this stuff about prostitutes and Russians and laptops and sounds a little bit like the Steele dossier. Remember that, that attempted smear job against President Trump, the Steele dossier, and all the salacious things that were supposed to be on that? What did we hear Hunter just say? All the wild blanking sex that he had on that computer? Seems like maybe who was ever behind the Steele dossier may have just switched a name. Remember that Steele dossier? They tried to hang it on Trump. It was all a lie. A lot more on the dossier, the very
3: controversial salacious dossier. Christopher Steele produced the dossier, which included allegations that Mr. Trump had been caught in compromising financial and sexual activity. Look at that dossier. Everything in there, I mean, most of it has been corroborated. The dossier contains a description of a time that Donald Trump spent in a Moscow hotel suite with prostitutes who urinated on his bed.
0: Donald Trump didn't seem to care much about Russian election meddling, but cared a lot about Russian prostitutes and that other thing. They're talking about Hunter. I think the people behind the steel dossier must have known about Hunter. Uh, It actually fits very, very cleanly if you change the names. So the New York Post, great newspaper, um, tried to report this when it really counted last fall before the election. What did big tech do to the New York Post? Shut them down, kick them off of social media for the critical weeks in front of the election. Ridiculously, ridiculously unfair. But they got away with it. They got away with it. Watch this. The CDC is out with new guidance on the COVID vaccine. They say if you're pregnant, it's safe.
1: The first major league game at the legendary Field of Dreams just hours away. But first, Harry Smith is taking us on a tour of those magical cornfields.
4: Good morning, America. It's great to be here with Amy and Eva on this what Friday. Friday
0: Eve. Eve. That's
4: right. <laughs> and we are so excited because we have not one but two new Jeopardy hosts, and we're gonna have much more on that announcement coming up. Yeah, very exciting. But first we do have a lot of news to get to this morning as the Delta variant
0: surges. So that was a sample of the morning news. You see, they're not talking about Hunter, they're not talking about prostitutes, they're not talking about a gazillion dollars, they're not talking about a potential tie to the president of the United States. Now that is a hot story i mean whatever your leanings are that's a good story yet they ignore it they ignore it they pretend it's not happening why is that i actually can't figure it out because this is important it is and we're possibly living with the ramifications of the arrangements with china what are those arrangements why did hunter biden get on that plane and go to china with his father when he was the vice president huh what about this pipeline that was approved received very little attention. A pipeline between Russia and Germany. America and most of the Western world, actually, except for Germany, was opposed to this. Under Joe Biden, he gave it the green light. Donald Trump shut this thing down. It wasn't going to happen. It has under President Biden. How about um, Russia when in the debated Ukraine? You know who was there for Ukraine? We were, thanks to President Trump. Now... All right. You figure it out. Who's owned by the Russians? It wasn't Donald Trump. It may very well be Joe Biden. And think of what we did to Donald Trump's family over all this nonsense, dragging Donald Trump Jr. to Capitol Hill, thousands of, hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees he had to pay. Why? Because there was a meeting in Trump Tower with a lawyer that lasted 10 minutes, you see what Hunter Biden is doing with prostitutes. By his own admission, Russian prostitutes and Russian guys coming in and stealing his laptop and he's nervous about the information they're going to find, yet they investigate the Trumps and the Trump children. It's, it's quite a swamp, isn't it? And then Joe Biden can go out in broad daylight and boast about what he did.
2: I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> got fired. What's worse than a swamp? What's deeper than a swamp? I don't know. But I had no idea it was this bad. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: Carson, host of the Newsmax
4: Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms.
1: Something's going.
0: All I I can say say is that that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? (laughs) And they have not been paying nearly adequate respect to the legacy, the memory, the family of Officer Eller French, the Chicago cop who was killed Saturday night, shot in the face allegedly by, well, these are the suspects in custody Right now, why is that? Why is it whenever a police officer makes a mistake or is said to make a mistake or is accused of making a mistake, it's global news? Global news. Why is that? I'm not sure, but I know the community and I know the police department in Chicago and even some elements of the media are doing the right thing, treating this story with the solemnity and the significance that it deserves. Um, but here's a moment. Actually, it's moving, but something happens at the end of it. Take a look. So, when an officer falls in the line of duty, this is customary, and it's a beautiful custom, a beautiful tradition for this kind of respect. But take a look at this comment from a senior member of the Chicago Police Department, as reported we don't have 20 minutes for this blank. We're not waiting on the bagpipes. Go ahead and get the vehicle inside. Take it all the way inside. Do not stop from Eric Carter, first deputy police superintendent that according to the Chicago Sun-Times. Look, who knows what the full context of that is. I'm sure as an officer, he um, he feels a tremendous loss like all of his brothers and sisters in that department. But The signals that we're getting from City Hall and have gotten about law enforcement from Mayor Lightfoot, they haven't been supportive. She hasn't been supportive of law enforcement. Now we're hearing that perhaps they were trying to rush the procession along because of COVID concerns. COVID concerns. Well, keep this in mind. Mayor Lightfoot and her people approved a Lollapalooza event in the middle of covid About two weeks ago, 400,000 people got to go and spend hours and hours, and nobody rushed them out after 20 minutes. Meantime, our country is falling apart at the seams, literally. Our border is gone, and um, the media doesn't care, but they did when Donald Trump was president, didn't they?
4: Your family is suffering because our president is reckless, reckless, and his administration is incompetent.
1: This isn't an issue that came out of the skies. He dismantled the program, through executive order, President Obama put in place.
3: President Trump shouldn't be talking about building a wall. He needs uh, more resources mm-hmm. for asylum protection um, and other services on the border. Uh, they see the immigration problem looming, and
4: so they decide they're going to, on an earlier schedule, appoint a justice of the Supreme Court, to change, always to change the subject.
0: All right. So they were all lying. (laughs) The problem right now is totally out of control. It was being fixed back then. AOC made a special trip to the border to cry, to pose for the cameras, and the entire media establishment went along with it. Now that we have a real crisis, a genuine crisis, no one can deny it. The images that are pouring from the border, the mainstream media, they've lost interest. They really have. And take a look at these images. This is A thousand times worse than anything they were trying to say about what happened during the Trump years. These are horrific. And there are still pictures provided by someone with close ties in the immigration uh, enforcement community. This is bad stuff, especially during COVID. But no one seems to mind because ultimately it is Joe Biden's problem. But they kind of want this to happen. They want the Democrat votes, they want the cheap labor. And maybe, just maybe, they want the COVID flowing through the country. Uh, Joe Biden had a minor mistake today. Uh, we like to point those out, though.
2: Let me start with Governor Whitmer.
3: I'm grateful for your leadership, Mr. President. I'm excited about the prospect of this and what it's going to mean for every American.
2: If, if the auto workers and the automobile executives can get together and form this kind of alliance, I think we're making some real progress. But thank you, Jennifer, for what you've done and continue to do.
0: Oops, he said Jennifer. Governor Whitmer's first name is Gretchen. He was talking about Jennifer, maybe Jennifer uh, Granholm, is energy secretary. He got them mixed up. Now, is that a big deal? Not really, but it is a big deal when Republicans do it. It is. The great Ronald Reagan, he made a snim- similar snafu. Uh, mistook one of his cabinet secretaries for a local mayor, and the mainstream media had a field day with it. So much so that decades later, when Sam Pierce, his HUD secretary, died, it was in his obituary that uh, that Ronald Reagan, for a moment, mistook him, not for his HUD secretary, but for a a mayor of a medium-sized city somewhere in America. It's literally in his obituary. Uh, Yeah. But, again, Biden has something that we call Democrat immunity. Democrat immunity. Meanwhile, here come the books, the quickie books about the Trump administration. They wrote about it during the Trump administration. After the Trump administration, these books are full of so many mistakes and so many lies. Uh, They get almost everything wrong and they have a license to make up whatever it is they want to make up. And, you know, when it hits you, have you ever been in the middle of a story that somebody else reported on? Sometime in your life, you were in the middle of the news. Have you ever noticed how wrong they always get it? They even got it wrong with me. One of those books actually mentions me and this show. We had General Flynn on, oh, December of 2020. They got the whole thing wrong. They got the whole thing wrong. I'll go into detail next time. I'm not done reading the book, but I'll have a lot to say about this book when I'm done. One quick thing, though, about the authors of this one and the other quickie book that we just showed you. They both tell the lie of Charlottesville, the big lie of Charlottesville. You also had people that were
1: very fine people on both sides. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely
0: unfairly. Isn't it amazing that in book form, they'll misrepresent the truth that's available to all of us? I mean, that's a lot of ink and paper. Why would they make that mistake when it's so easy to catch them? Both of these uh, sets of authors lied to their readers. They must not have much respect uh, for those they want to buy their books. I don't get it. I don't get it. We'll be right back with some more information and insight into what happened to Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt the unarmed Trump supporter, shot and killed by police on January 6th. Members of Congress have been calling the shooter of her a hero. President Trump called the shooter a murderer yesterday. I'm more inclined to say that than hero, because what happened was not justified. But maybe you remember uh, President Swalwell. Here's what he's saying about that.
4: That officer's life uh, sadly is in danger. He is a hero, uh, Joy. Uh, I am alive today, my colleagues are alive uh, because he had to make that uh, fateful decision, one that no officer wants to make, Uh, but a mob was crashing through the doors into the speaker's lobby. I saw them, I heard the smashing, the pounding, the breaking of glass, the chanting, and had they gotten through, it was many of our more vulnerable members who were the last to leave that would have been overrun had that officer not acted so
0: bravely. Uh, wow. Um, breaking of glass. Breaking of glass. A death sentence? I saw a lot of glass broken last year, didn't you? All over the country, and it was considered a beautiful thing. Corporate America let Black Lives Matter put their logo on top of their logos. The chanting? I heard a lot of chanting all last year, didn't you? Breaking glass and chanting, you don't get the death penalty for that swallow. well. Ashley Babbitt, we have so many questions. Now, he said that the officer was cleared. And the officer may have been cleared by the Justice Department. That doesn't mean all questions have been answered. Does this officer still deserve to carry a gun? A lot of us don't think so. At least a suspension. Okay, if not that, maybe some vacation days, Doc, maybe some retraining, something, something. President Trump, again, his statement, no one else but him could do this, and I'm glad he did. Let's put it up, please. President Trump said the following, and he did the following. I spoke to the wonderful mother and devoted husband of Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered at the hands of someone who should never have pulled the trigger of his gun. We know who he is. If that happened to the other side, there would be riots all over America, and yet there are far more people represented by Ashley who truly loved America than there are on the other side. The radical left haters cannot be allowed to get away with this. There must be justice. Now, there's a lot of consternation on the left and in the media. Oh, how could he demand to na- know the name of the officer? That's putting the officer's life at risk. No, it's not. We're big boys and girls, we can handle the information. And I notice that in most cases, whenever a cop does something wrong or is alleged to or makes a mistake or whatever, we know the cop's name, somehow it gets out, and guess who shows up? The world. The media. Take a look at Chauvin's house. Uh, he couldn't live there. Take a look at uh, Daniel Pentaleo. This was the officer involved in the death of Eric Garner. His house here in New York City. You remember Officer Potter? She accidentally shot Dante Wright. They had to set up a fence in front of our house and park two cop cars there. This is, unfortunately, standard practice. But it's okay when the left is upset. But what about when conservatives, folks on the right, are upset about a possibly unjustified police shooting? We deserve information as well. All right. I want to say this also about January 6th. There were some people there who were complete idiots. Some people, not all, but some, who made fools out of themselves. Including this guy, Uh, he's a Hitler impersonator, which is a foul, disgusting thing to do. Now, he showed up at the January 6th protest. He's in custody now. Uh, I have no regard for this person. I hold this person in contempt. However, however, did he or did he not break the law? As distasteful as we find this, What's the deal? And why is he still in custody? Guess who's asking that question? The federal judge. Take a look at this. The federal judge has real concerns about how he and some of these other folks are being treated. Freedom is also important. Judge Trevor McFadden feels like he and the defendants are being jerked around by the federal government. They keep submitting more charges. They keep saying there's more evidence and it constantly has to be reviewed and gone over. And hence, this is being dragged out. Freedom is important, and so is the right to a speedy trial. And this is taking far too long for just about everybody. All right, now this. Black
1: Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter!
0: Black Lives Matter. Not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says. They only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. No. All Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, of course, including the life of Nigel Brown, just nine years old, shot this past Sunday in the head. He was home asleep in Albany, Georgia. A drive by shooter opened fire at 11 at night, and uh, by the time paramedics got to the house, this little boy was dead. Brown's mother, two other children, and their great grandfather were at the home at the time of the shooting. None of them were harmed. A neighbor spoke about the heartbreak that the whole neighborhood and family are feeling right now.
2: had to suffer, and being here to to view that uh, firsthand was was not only uh, heartbreaking, uh, but it was uh, also eye-opening.
0: Albany police are offering a $5,000 reward to anyone who has information that could lead to the person responsible. Nigel Brown, what a cute kid was just nine years old. We'll be right back.
2: We have great confidence in our son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations that been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play. But uh, look, it is what it is. And uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pure intellectual capacity. Um, and, uh, and as long as he's good, we're good.
0: Hunter is not good. Hunter Biden is not good. I'm sorry. It's not about him. It's actually about you. Take a look at this video. The latest now, Hunter Biden can't keep track of his laptops. He's in some hotel room somewhere with a woman talking about all the wild and possibly illegal things he may or may not have been doing with his father. Gazillions of dollars, fathers running for vice president, compromise, the Russians, blackmail, It's one hell of a conversation that, once again, the mainstream media are ignoring. Peter Schweizer joins us once again, president of the Government Accountability Institute and author of a great book, Profiles in Corruption, Abuse of Power by America's Progressive Elite. Welcome back, Peter. How are you? I'm
3: great, Greg. Good to be with you as always.
0: Thanks so much. So what do you think of the latest? uh, And it's really not the latest. This hard drive has been around. Uh, We all know, but so many people refuse to look. But anyway, Hunter, in yet another hotel room talking about weird stuff.
3: Yeah, and look, I think this, uh, this signifies what's happened to this story, Greg. It started out as a story of corruption. We first exposed it in 2018. It's now morphed from a story of corruption to a story about possible espionage or compromise. Um, and this is important because, as you pointed out, the media is not covering this story they were very aggressive in covering, uh, you know, the, the dossier on Donald Trump, the concerns and the fears that, uh, uh, you know, that he might somehow be compromised. That was based on a totally anonymous source that had no background and no support. Here you have from Hunter Biden's own mouth uh, that, that there is compromising material on the family. Let's remember that the laptop that, that he now says uh, that Russian gangsters took Not only has material about him, it has material about his father, about his uncle, and other family members. So uh, this is quickly evolving uh, into a story with serious national security implications, and we need to look no further than Hunter Biden's own mouth himself, where he is explaining uh, that that this material is a threat and can be used against him and against the Biden family.
0: It's wild. He actually says, "You know, I made a gazillion dollars. A gazillion dollars. Like there's real money." here he's owning up to it and that it could actually get him and his father in trouble Um, he's technically being investigated right now by the federal government now he announced that during after the election what's the status of that election I mean I'm sorry of that investigation it doesn't seem like it's uh, going anywhere maybe they don't want it to go anywhere
3: Uh, Great question, Greg. I mean, you point out uh, quite accurately that it was Hunter Biden that disclosed this investigation was going on. We now know from reporting at Politico that the the, uh, prosecutor that's actually looking into this case um, uh, literally um, explained that he did not uh, uh, announce uh, any of the subpoenas or anything because he didn't want it to come out during the election. We don't know the status of the investigation. Here's the problem. Uh, The problem is any investigation that's going on behind closed doors, um, we have this pattern of whether it's the Hunter Biden and the issue over the gun permit or these other uh, issues that have come up uh, that the federal government just does not seem to be interested in investigating them. And my view has always been from the beginning, Greg, whether it's the the Trump uh, stuff in 2017, the the Russia collusion, or whether it's this stuff, the federal government ought to look at it. Uh, The Trump story fell apart very, very quickly. The Hunter Biden story has not. The more information that has come out over the last couple of years, further confirms the concerns. Uh, and let's remember, this is not just a Hunter Biden story. This is a Joe Biden story, mm-hmm. who is president of the United States and our commander-in-chief.
0: The dossier, the Trump dossier, it really seems like the Hunter dossier. Everything they said Trump was involved in, which he wasn't, but they said he was involved in. It sounds like Hunter actually was involved in, from the prostitutes to the wild stuff to the Russians. Um, By the way, in your book, Abuse of Power, which is excellent, gives tremendous insight into all of these liberals. Got a great chapter in there about Kamala Harris. And uh, I want to show everybody this first, a little summary of how she handles the job.
1: (laughs) Okay. How How do you... (laughs)
0: all right so that laugh may have gotten her out of some jams in california but i hear her act is wearing thin even inside the white house and she's got some serious problems what are you hearing and are you at all surprised that she appears to be so inept at this big job
3: uh no, I don't think it's a surprise at all. Look, I mean in the in the book I have a long chapter starting uh, her career. Uh, when she was a prosecutor in San Francisco, she essentially got that job, was elected to that office with the help of the Willie Brown political machine, which was highly corrupt under FBI investigation. She certainly had a romantic relationship with him. But even more than that, uh, Willie Brown uh, helped raise money. His, his, the manager for her campaign was a Willie Brown associate. Uh, then when she became California attorney general, uh, her tenure was marked by massive conflicts of interest. She failed to uh, investigate uh, concerns about certain uh, vitamin supplement companies, concerns that they were engaged in false advertising. She'd gone after other companies in other sectors, but she did not go after these companies. Of course, the problem is that her husband, uh, Doug Emhoff, his law firm represented uh, those actual companies. So it's not a surprise to me when she was picked. Uh, I was rather stunned as Joe Biden's running mate. She did not do well in the polls. Uh, she's clearly in over her head. Uh, and I think any talk of her you know, running in 2024, if Joe Biden bows out, uh, I think is just simply not going to happen. Somebody else will come in and take her place.
0: The book is excellent. And the chapter on her is so memorable. Peter Schweizer, author of Profiles in Corruption, Abuse of Power by America's Progressive Elite and President of the Government Accountability Institute. Peter, many thanks again.
3: Always great to be with you, Greg. Thanks for having me. You bet. We'll
0: be right back.
2: We taught the world to sing in perfect
1: harmony. Just drink Coke, the road to a Today we're woke. We sell drinks that I smoke. China is our labor supplier that drives our stock price. Right
0: 1975 the fall of saigon america leaving vietnam after all that money all that time all those lives nearly 60,000 lives lost in that war and now it's deja vu all over again afghanistan the way we are getting out of afghanistan so rushed so haphazard what a mess all over again let's take a look at some of the video we see cities falling to the taliban all over the place Now, the Taliban, I believe, was expected to eventually regain power there, but not like this and not that quickly. I don't believe this would have happened under President Trump. I don't. And now we're in a point where we have to send troops back in to get our people out. Three thousand U.S. troops are going back into Afghanistan to facilitate the evacuation of Americans. Let's bring in John Solomon, award winning investigative journalist, Mm -hmm. founder of Just the News. Uh, John, welcome back. And uh, I, I am surprised. My sense is that this would not have happened under Donald Trump. Am I am I being too simplistic about this? What are your thoughts?
4: Well, listen, we can just roll back a year ago. What did President Trump do to bring the Taliban to the table when we did have negotiations going on between the government and Taliban? He used American air power to really pummel the Taliban. And the Taliban hate being struck by our predators and our air force and our Navy fighter pilots. And so he showed enough force, even as he was announcing he was planning to get out of Afghanistan, that the Taliban took it seriously and they went to the table for a while. That air power has not been evident in recent weeks and months. And the Taliban moved, they realized, hey, we're not getting blown up from up above, and they have moved with much more haste to take much more land much quicker. I've talked to several people in the Intelligence and Military Committee today. The Taliban have advanced far further than anyone could imagine uh, in the U.S. government in the assessments from just a few weeks ago. The lack of air power, the lack of drones gave the Taliban impunity. They moved across that ground knowing. Now, we are bringing in some air artillery now. But so much of the damage has already been done. It's really just a Band-Aid at the
0: end of a very long and painful story. Hey, have you seen these women taking up arms? These are women in Afghanistan um, and they're against the Taliban. Here they are armed to the teeth and they are standing up to the Taliban. We know, can we roll that video, please? We know Taliban, they're not kind to women. They don't want them educated. They want them essentially as slaves. And These women have had a taste of freedom, and I admire them, but I'm I'm pessimistic about what comes next.
4: Yeah, I think everyone is. Uh, Listen, uh, no one will suffer more than the women when the Taliban take over the country if they do so. Uh, We saw their uh, ugly repression back in the 90s, and uh, over the last two decades with American support— there's been a lot of progress on women rights in the country, and women have tasted freedom. And that's probably why they're willing to take up arms and try to fight for the last bullet to try to keep that freedom. But uh, we are heading into some very dark times in the region. And let's not forget that right next door to Afghanistan is a nuclear-armed Pakistan. Right around there is India. You've got allies. This could have a profound effect across the entire region. Uh, the more Afghanistan becomes unstable and the more human rights go in reversal there.
0: Okay. um, by the way, so so I understand it. When President Trump said this just a couple of weeks ago, I want to play this up. It's actually summarizing the negotiations he had with the Taliban and certain threats that he made. This is just from a few weeks ago, talking about conversations he had last year. Roll it, please.
1: I started off the conversation. I said, Mohammed, how are you, President Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of social grace, but, you know, that was a nice He was being nice. I think he was being as nice as he could be, Andy. But they're rough. You know, he's a rough... That's all they do is fight. But I said, we're going to come back and hit you harder than any country has ever been hit. And your village, where I know you are, and where you have everybody, that's going to be the point at which the first bombs drop. I told him that. I told him.
0: First of all, only President Trump could make negotiating with the Taliban sound amusing and funny. (laughs) Uh, But I actually there's a there's a core truth. He's talking about the threat now. But is the threat about I think he anticipated we all anticipated the Taliban would take over eventually. We don't like that, but that's the fact of life. He's talking about containing uh, Afghanistan so they don't project terror or anything else uh, against us or anyone else.
4: Yeah, listen, I think the speed at which it's happened has shocked our own military, our own intelligence uh, services. And uh, the quicker it happens, the quicker Afghanistan falls, the more ground uh, the extremists can make before winter, before all of the uh, uh, forces are out of there. I mean, the fact we had to put 3,000 more troops back in the country just to do an exit that we were planning for months tells you how grave the situation is. It seems like there's been some bad planning, some bad estimation. And I think the missed opportunity was if the pressure was on the uh, the Taliban in the uh, winter, spring and summer, early summer there, they might have gone back to the negotiating table. Instead, they thumbed their noses at us and they've gone right to the uh, to the ground and they're making enormous uh, gains. Well, they took a uh, They're also very strategic. Kabul is obviously the ultimate goal. They took a little uh, uh, city called Ganzi. It's so important because you can't get supplies to Kabul without going through there. So the Taliban have made very strategic decisions as they've advanced. And I don't think it looks very good for the future of the Afghan government yeah. right now.
0: Looking at a quick map of the cities that have fallen, my goodness gracious, Kabul. Yeah, they say
4: two-thirds of the country is under Taliban
0: control. Um, by the way, we just saw them releasing prisoners of all stripes. That yep. was video of prisoners being, uh, being released. Yikes, this is very depressing. And uh, maybe we're going to have to go in there eventually with a hell of a lot more than just 3,000 troops. 20 years after September 11th, here's where we are, just about 20 years later. John Solomon, award-winning investigative journalist, founder of Just the News. Check it out. And a Newsmax contributor, sir. Thanks again.
4: Good to be with you. All right. Be right back.
0: So, uh, Dr. Fauci, we're not a big fan, right? You and me, we're not big fans. But I'm a big fan of this guy. He does a great impression. His name is Tyler, Tyler Fisher. He's a comedian, and he's got Fauci down.
1: I'd say even if you live alone, I would wear a mask in the house, especially in the shower, because frankly, droplets can make the way through the drain and come up through somebody else's toilet, infecting them with COVID through the anus. Uh, ballpark in two to five to 20 years, we can start thinking about considering the the idea of pondering the thought of conceptualizing the possibility of maybe perhaps reopening but probably not i would avoid having any fun whatsoever in the near to far future
0: tyler fisher amazing stuff have a great weekend everybody i'm taking tomorrow off um We appreciate it so much. Carl Higby will be here. Great man. Navy SEAL. See you later.